This episode of Chicago's Bravest Story is brought to you by Chicagoland 1-800-BOARDUP. Corey, you know a lot about BOARDUP. Man, I am a BOARDUP guy from way back then. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, for a lot of you guys that uh, are, are, aren't super familiar with what BOARDUP companies do, um, post-fire, we've got a lot of openings in the house. we got a, a lot of orifices, if you will. Orifices. And, um, and... Board of companies show up and they they get you lined up. And these guys at Chicago and 1-800 Board Up are the best in the business, pal. Well, they're all about their victim assistance. So they'll take you from the fire all the way back to bringing you back into the house post-fire. Yeah, it's not just about like fixing the house. It's about helping the, the person that, right. that was involved. It's not just putting plywood on your windows yeah. after fire. It's about taking care of the victims. They have this saying about after the fire, now what? These guys will answer all those questions. They'll take care of everything. But you got to reach out to them. You can find them on Facebook at Chicagoland 1-800-BOARDUP. And if you go to our social media, we have the QR code. And just scan that QR code. It'll take you right there. Yeah, man. Um, and on top of fire restoration, they also do water damage, wind damage. Um, again, these guys, like, pretty much, if there's a disaster, or if there's something terrible that's, that's going on, they're going to help. They're going to prop you up and help you out in whatever way they can. Yeah, they, are, they know what they're doing. They've had 10 years of supporting the fire service and even more than that of restoration, everything else. We, you went to the whole list on our last episode here about wind damage restoring fine artwork everything else anything that you need post-fire chicagoland 18 board up can provide Now we're recording. Now we are. That's recording. It's recording. That's recording. All right. Corey, introduce our guest. I'm making a cocktail. Oh, okay. Vince, you deserve a cocktail. Yeah, I deserve a cocktail. Well, um, I'm, I apologize. Well, as a lead-in to you here, Billy. Go right ahead. Um, we'll, great lead-in, right? We'll put, a, we'll put a link on the website. I do want to mention, we talked about, speaking of pouring yourself a drink, Vince, what's what's your, your flavor of choice generally when you pour yourself a drink? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bourbon guy. Oh, bourbon. bourbon. Funny you say that, Vincent. <laughs> Vincent, did you know oh boy. <laughs> that a local fire department near to us has decided to come up with their own bourbon for their local? Have you heard of this? Uh, Franklin Park. Franklin Park Fire they Department. So, nice. uh, folks, nice. we'll put a link on our uh, on whatever we put links on. Um Please make sure to check that out. Uh, the Franklin Park Fire Department is, or I'm sorry, the Franklin Park local is putting out a whiskey, and 
there. All the proceeds are going to charity. Um, great organization that they're uh, that these guys belong to, and obviously anything drinking for charity is one of our favorite drinking, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how do you know? Absolutely, charity is key. Yeah. So, um, so again, please, guys, make sure to visit our um, visit visit our website, visit the um, Facebook and social media platforms. We'll be able to put that out. But I apologize, William. Uh, we are here with a guest that's a dear friend of mine, and um, and Vince is just now getting a getting to know him, and he seems to be. He's all right getting with a him. little taste. Yeah, just a taste. Just a <laughs> is taste. Is that all I can belly. handle? <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting a little. Just hey, uh, are we not uh, doing coasters today? Oh yeah, you're right. oh, oh, you're I'm the what, coaster what guy you, too. Uh, yeah, this is. Where, where's my raising the savannah? Yeah. Come on, thank oh, you, this, my brother. Look oh my at this gosh. operation. And you're we got to protect this uh, table. It's here. a very nice table. <laughs> it is a very this nice table, table brought it, to you by. <laughs> it's more uh, because it makes sounds and it gets on the microphones. Okay, our glasses hitting the thing more than we're getting a new table. Yeah, we're getting a new table. Yeah. Um, again, so we're very lucky to be here today with Mr. William Granite. Um, Bill, let me. I'll, I'll have you introduce yourself if that's right. Where, where can people find you? Oh, where, where can't they find me? Actually, how uh, might people know you from all kinds? Well, of Well, a lot of people do know me. Um, 31, 31 years now. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. September of nineteen ninety two is when I came in the fire service. You, and you've got thirty one now. Thirty one years, not on the city. Oh, okay. Um, I got in, in the service. In the service. Okay. So I like to. I like to combine it all, you know. I don't yeah. like to separate it, you know. There really is no separation there. Yeah. You know, yeah. fire doesn't uh, choose to burn hotter, <laughs> this, you know, than it does in the suburbs. So, Dude, yeah, we talked yeah. about that before. So, um, <clears throat> but, yeah, your most recent position, I mean, we can say you're training officer for training all Training right officer, now? yeah, of, of, you know, of a big uh, big unit, one of the <laughs> more bigger yeah. Uh, metropolitan city uh, OFI units, you know that uh, <laughs> somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in the Midwest, located in Illinois. There's New York, and then there's another place, right? <laughs> so, um, I love the dance, <laughs> the dance, the thrill of the hunt. That's like to call it. Right? I can't piss a lot of people off. I'll do that other ways. Right? You, you, you're gonna do that j- yeah, just the, fine. The soapbox <laughs> will come out later on today, and especially if these are flowing nicely as uh, they are. They so, are. I, they I are. About yours, mine is. Real tasty. It's very smooth right now. Very yeah. smooth. Um, so, yeah, 31 years. Well, I don't know. Billy, where... for people who are listening, what is OFI? Uh, Office of Fire Investigation. Okay. There is no S at the end. Like, people, I, I make the mistake and put the S there, and the uh, the, the, the commander, the boss, uh, <laughs> uh, investigation, right? <laughs> this is an investigation. We investigate. Not investigations. Not investigations. It's okay. investigation. Oh, Office of Fire Investigation. So your whole department investigates one fire. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Oh, total. <laughs> one fire a year. Oh, oh, that would be great. Billy, you, I'll bet you wish it was. <laughs> Boy, you talk about yeah. a sweet spot to be in. Uh, and I, so, um, yeah, uh, I mean, well, we, just, I, I want to lay some background for the, the people who may not know. When I see you, the fire's over. And and this is why I thought it was really cool having you here because when I think of OFI and I think of uh, fire investigators, especially in a big metropolitan city that's not New York, I think <laughs> of Backdraft and I think of the Robert De Niro character. Is that is that a fair comparison? Here we, that- here we go, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> so you are not 
making fire bombs in your firehouse and showing people how and like that and telling people that it's alive and you're going to the fire and you're spraying gasoline on the no. it's nothing like that. Are you no. telling me that that's all movie? That's all theatrics damn. along with that other show. Um, that oh. has, God damn it! Billy. Yeah, I'm not giving them no uh, props it, here. So yeah, Billy, Billy they, how how many uh, psych wards have you visited as a <laughs> as as the training officer OFI? Whoa. A lot. Or? No. When I was on the ambulance, I was on. Oh, <laughs> really? Are you a crossover? No, no. Oh, I came on okay. as a fireman, but uh, you know there was a time period where the commissioner then decided to put us back on ambulances. Oh, the no BLS. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you're a fighting EMT at that point. Yeah, uh, EMT, but I'm still a medic. I still have a paramedic license, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's been about five years since I've done anything with it. I know it's. I know I renewed it because there's <laughs> there's some money associated <laughs> right. with it. So I know I wouldn't get paid. Right. I know they still send me emails telling me you got to do this or you're out. Yeah. You know, you so. get a certain percentage, right? Exactly, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, no. Uh, to get back to the De Niro thing, that you know, in their defense, um, that was used as a tool to promote fire investigation and to promote that unit at the time. Um, when you think back to some of the the people that started this thing in the early 1980s, you know, there, there are some big shoes to fill. That, that's when. OFI started. So prior to that, nobody was investigating fires? Well, I believe the police were doing it. Um, bomb which, and arson. Right. There is no bomb anymore. They're a separate unit. It's just arson. Can't say bomb, Vince. Yeah, can't say <laughs> bomb, 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 Vince. Can't do that, Vince. So um, the police were doing it, and like anything with police officers, which I love, love, love dearly, they're just, you know, the shit. And, you know, they... They don't understand fire behavior. They're not firemen. They don't. They don't. They're detectives. They're detectives, yeah. right? They want. They're there to to investigate crime. And the word arson, and we'll get into this as we continue with this interview. But uh, the word arson is used as a crime terminology. It's really not used as a fire department terminology. So there's a a misconception with that. And um, you know, I guess for what they did. Back in that time period, Robert De Niro and, you know, the whole OFI thing. And then they tried doing it and recreating it with the sun, I believe, in part two. We watched it. I that think was the most horrible oh. thing. It was horrible. That was the most it was, horrible thing. It was horrible. It wasn't filmed here. They 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 it went to like Ukraine or Ukraine some, something like yeah. That. Really? And they, yeah. they or I Bosnia or something. I thought some, it was like Canada. Don't but <laughs> no. All just the, savor the first one. Yeah, don't ruin it by there. watching the second one. It's. The most horrible thing ever. It was seen. bad. I think if they had a better writer, you know, not bad. I should not the writer. <laughs> I mean, geez, who am I? But if they had some better script and some better plot, I mean, I think it probably would have been good. But it's just maybe some Chicago guys who are actually playing Chicago guys. Yeah, we, exactly. We yeah. definitely have a term for just like whenever there's a whenever there's a shitty movie recommendation. It's a firehouse movie, you know. So, like, obviously, like any any decent movie, maybe you take your wife out too. Maybe you see you right, know, exactly, Netflix, exactly. Like, if it's if you're gonna watch like whatever, if you're watch Grown Ups Five, you're watching the firehouse. <laughs> like, yeah, right. right. Um, you know. So, so Bill, I, I mean, we've been buddies for a little bit now, but but I don't know too much about how you got your start here. So, how'd you? I mean. We talked about you grew up in Gage Park. Grow right? up in Gage Park on the south side of the city, which you know I'm very proud and hard headed to, you know, <laughs> because 
Oh, I'm from Garfield Ridge. I'm from uh, Mount Greenwood. No, you're not from the city. <laughs> this is this is this is where the magic happened, right here, baby. Dude, yes. I wish Steve was here. <laughs> I used to say the same thing about him when he said Edison Park. He's like, Edison Park. Like, oh, okay. no, you mean yeah. Park Ridge? <laughs> I mean, I live. That's where I'm at now. I'm just west of there. I'm by O'Hare, and it's just like, oh yeah, I can't believe I'm there, Cor. You're uh, by the P Streets, right? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. well, no, it's um, uh, yeah, Pioneer. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um. Chicago's Braver Stories would also like to thank the Yard Foundation for their continued support with the podcast and their service to first responders across the country. Established in 2015 as a firefighter training group on Facebook, the Yard Foundation has grown to over 50,000 members. They foster a community that mirrored the camaraderie of a firehouse where jokes and laughter were shared. But when time came to support one another, we all united and rallied behind a common cause. Well, the Yard Foundation has helped people that were personally close to you and I, mm-hmm. without question, without paperwork, without anything. These guys are literally showing up on people's doorsteps saying, hey, take this money to get you by. We know you're in some trouble just take this we'll figure out the rest from there yeah i mean again if you guys know any of these people from the yard foundation tony aaron amy john clem yeah these guys i mean again you if if you're just going off these people's character this thing can't lose if you ever want to support a program that just helps us without the red tape of the bureaucracy money that you donate and that goes from the t-shirts that you buy or the whatever it is that they're doing to raise money it's a nonprofit, so whatever you're giving goes right to people that need the money the most so if you're gonna get behind an organization get behind the yard foundation yeah you can visit them at theyardfoundation.org make sure to check them out on Facebook make sure to support them on all other social media platforms and again visit theyardfoundation.org and donate now please and how I wound up there, Cor, I couldn't answer that, except I got married. I would say it's probably <laughs> I got married. I would say everyone says. I got married, Cor. <laughs> yeah. And the conversation came up when we got engaged is, uh, you're not expecting me to move to the south side of the city, are you? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, I was hoping. You and, and, and look what happened, Cor. <laughs> right. I'm living on the north side of the city. Here we are. So who won that battle, right? <laughs> it's um, hilarious. We were just talking about... Southside pride to the core. Oh, I got I mean, married and it, I moved to Edison until, Park. <laughs> exactly. until until she said I couldn't. Vince, anymore. right? It's like through and through, through baby, and right? Through. And here I am. Where do you live now? By a airport. Get on a corporate. I'm not yeah, really sure. I don't know. So, but I mean, Gage Park. I mean, Gage Park, St. Clair, St. Rita, right off Western. Okay, there you go. Right between Western and California, 5,500 South. Okay. And we were, I, were, Vince, wasn't me and you that were talking about like how, like, if you grow up in the city, you generally will, like, you might not know. I feel like a lot of the, like, the, the transplants that come from outside the city, they're like, oh, like, 
uh, Andersonville or like they'll, they'll name like a neighborhood. I never really knew neighborhoods growing up at all. Um, but well, like, parish, but exactly. Parish. Everyone will go their parish. Right. Like, ah, oh, St. Yeah. Luke, St. St. Rita, St. You know, Clair. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even, well, the church is there, but the school's long gone. But yeah, St. Clair, uh, my dad, uh, worked his ass off. I, I love him to death. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say enough about the man. He taught me a lot of things, but I think the most important thing he taught me was common sense. Use your head, you know, God gave you common sense. And, um, I'll, I'll never, till the day I die, you know, uh, a lot of the, the memories, uh, all good and a lot of bad, you know, a lot of ass beatings. <laughs> right. I got real fast. I did from doing a lot of, I ran cross country for two years at St. Rita's. So it, it well, helped from, that from was, the old man. That was common sense being beat into you. Beat into me. Yeah. yeah. That's Plus, how you have the common sense that you have today. Plus, you know, crossing over one street to another could mean either getting shot or, you know, being welcomed by, yeah. I was going to say, dude, was it bad? Oh, you, 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 it, it, it's it, bad now. The further south you went, um, the gangs were there. They've always been there. Uh, and, and in the 70s and 80s, that was a huge thing, you know, with, with their people in folk bullshit. And, you know, we were just metalheads listening to Van Halen and Metallica. Were you a metalhead? Oh God, oh, yeah. Shit. Long hair and then going to San Rita High School we had to I had to curl it up with my mom's curling iron and put the aquanet so it wasn't on the collar. <laughs> it was the struggles. It was unfortunately you didn't have to drive far to get aquanet. No, no, God no. It was right there at grocery land, right around the block, you know. So um yeah I learned a lot and then growing up in the city I never really had an opportunity to become, I mean, there was no one to mentor me or tell me, hey, this is how you become a fireman. I remember uh, when they tested in 1985 after the strike, that was, I believe, the first test that they gave after the strike. Um, it was Har Harvin Hall, I think, was in the basement of the church, and a bunch of the fathers who were on the job, um, some of those guys are just, are just hard-hitting dudes, you know, yeah. really good dudes, and... Uh, they were uh, helping guys in the neighborhood who were over 18 get ready for the test. At that time, you had to hang from a bar. Okay. You had to hang from a bar. Just a dead hang. A dead hang. And that what determined. What was the time? Uh, I, I want to say, don't quote me, Vince, Two but minutes. I. No, I think it was a minute. You had to hang for at least a minute. And, of course, the lighter you were, smaller you were, sure. the, long, the longer you could day. hang, you know. Is and, that is that? The flex arm hang, or is that the no? Oh, that's just, just, literally just hanging there, huh? Yeah, huh? And I don't know what. What, what are we <laughs> what, testing here? Yeah, what do I, what do I, I mean, hopefully, I'm not hanging out of a window like this for that long, <laughs> for two you know, minutes and doing off. nothing about it. Right, right. So as time goes on, you know, so your old man, nobody in the family, nobody in the service? family's fire service. Uh, you know, to to kind of rewind here a little bit, my my grandfather when he came home from uh, World War II, he. Um, they set up shop in back of the yards, okay. and that's where my pop and, and mom f are from. And, uh, yeah, no, nobody was a fireman. And and the funny thing is, is my dad had many opportunities to be a fireman. And when I when I entered into the fire service, he was like, what, what, what could possibly be going through your brain right now that you would want to run into a burning building, you know? Yeah. I mean, go be a cop or a carpenter, get a trade. That was... Oh, <laughs> that was look at you now, <laughs> was, Yeah, he looks at me now and he's just yeah. like, holy maybe, shit. Maybe cop wasn't. <laughs> maybe cop wasn't a good idea. <laughs> you know, so 
yeah, I mean, I had absolutely no way. There's no internet. There's no computer. There's no nothing. It's 1990. I'm out of high school. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. My dad's just pounding me. You know, you're either going to go in the military or you're going to get a job. But you're not going to stay here for free. So you had your first introduction to the fire service in 1985 with the, that those guys who were kind of mentoring you yeah. at church. And it takes five years before you start, like, testing? Before I start researching. Researching, Vince, okay. You know, so at that time. You're still feeling it out. How, how do you research in 1990? Yeah. You had to get on the phone, a landline, mind you, not a, not a cell phone. You know, there's no... You know, oh, come visit us at this website. We got the app. No, I'm making phone calls to anyone who will take my phone call. And it's like, do you live in this town? You know, are you an EMT now? What's an EMT? You know, I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. And then I caught a break, a very small volunteer fire department uh, just south of 87th Street, right <laughs> next to Oak Lawn, gave me a break. But I, I will tell you one thing. The, the, the good that came out of that, I met a lot of good people who I still talk to to this day. But um, because I was affiliated with the fire department, I was able to go through Oaklawn Fire Academy. And oh, wow. Anyone yeah. that knows anything about Oaklawn back in the 90s, they were the absolute shit. They you were know? badasses. Oh, right? they were badasses. Really? Oh, that, that academy in the 90s was, if you went there, you were a fireman. Okay. Yeah, you know, Tommy Shervino, God rest his soul, um, a Paisan, just uh, uh, just a hard-hitting, I mean, he was a fireman. Yeah. I mean, well-respected, everybody, a lot of guys from the city knew him. Uh, Johnny Hojack, Oakland oh, yeah. Battalion Chief, just those guys mentored me and really, I, I got to honestly say with all, with, 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 with all honesty and, and wholeheartedness, um, those guys really paved the way on how I turned out in the fire service. Really? Really. Just that's how, that's how the impact that they left, you know, the screaming, the hollering, and uh, just the absolute beatings that they did. At that time, they were still doing toxic bottle changes and, yeah. you know, shutting your bottle off and then putting a mask on you, tying you up. Uh, and they would make you run out of air and hold Vince your... Vince makes you do the same thing. On the <laughs> He's like, it's a four-day weekend. No, <laughs> that does not happen. Right. Yeah. Oh, she'll be all over their shit. You know? <laughs> so, uh, did but, you ever have to... Just jumping ahead here for a sec. Did you ever have to utilize that skill at any time during your firefighting career? Where you're like, I, I wish... Yeah, I'm glad I had that because I had to do an, an actual toxic bottle exchange. Really? Not a toxic bottle, but I've sucked face a couple of times um, in in an environment and where... it all came back to you, like those guys, what, uh, they, what they beat into you? Just kick, scream, uh, use your feet, think of where you're at. Uh, you know, that that's not having uh, a sense of where you're at in a building. I mean, before we go running in there... You know that size up of that building and what we're running into. That I mean, if you don't, if you don't do that, yeah, right. If you don't do that, you're you're asking for trouble, you know. And yeah. you I know, mean, one thing, one thing that I, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but but like one thing that I always appreciated, um, you know, when me and you would have conversations, and and Steve, uh, me and Steve would have these conversations all the time too about like, I I always appreciated. Um, how cool you guys were because me being the suburb guy it's always you know I, I would always kind of like catch a 
catch a little bit of shit from from like random city guys and sure, like, sure. I feel like you sure. especially in sure. uh, on topic with this um, uh, with Oak Lawn like I feel like you as well as my guy over here like we're always guys that were like dude like fuck any city guy that says you guys don't do anything like fuck you you guys are fucking busy out there and like kind of going along the going along the path of like Oak Lawn like these guys were bad they were dudes, the shit huh? yeah I, I got I and I, I and I mean this I I've, I really fucking mean this like Without going through that academy, um, I, I don't know what I would have turned into as a fireman. You yeah. know, I was, and I'm not bragging. I, by no means am I bragging. No one, everyone that knows me knows. I, I hate, you know, the guy that's always at the at the kitchen table bragging about what's right. done. You fucking run, right? Yeah. Those yeah. guys are scary. So low key, and w- w- just if I didn't go through Oak Lawn, because when I got into the academy for that big city it's like i was just fucking light years ahead of them oh really oh fuck absolutely so when you when you got to oak lawn um was that something where you started or i'm sorry when you um when you got on that department did you did they send you through the academy right away like what was the culture like what would you what you experience well it was the the department i was on was hometown and oh they did their own in-house academy and yeah. there was some pencil nick geek i can't even think of his name right now but he it's was probably a, for the best yeah yeah <laughs> vince is the gatekeeper right Dude, always he's always and he just was a he was an oak long guy who kind of like walked the walk but let's put this when it was he's gangster but when it was time to do gangster shit he was nowhere to be found you yeah. know he was all about oak lawn and he was their training officer at the time, which I had no idea what a training officer was or what he did. Look at and, you. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really got just fucked like, on that. Training you really should have figured it out. What the fuck back are then. you doing all day? <laughs> you really should. Had you figured it out back then? Yeah. You, not, you might not have been in this predicament you are right now. <laughs> so, wow. I like how we call it a predicament. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They said to load up on aspirin. Make oh. sure you have an abundant supply of aspirin. Yeah. Um, You've reached Josh Hill with the Federal Savings Bank. Sorry, Mr. Call. Please leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories was supposed to be brought to you by the Frontline Team. Josh, tell us about the current state of mortgages and some of the great great services at the frontline team that's terrific we were supposed to tell everyone to reach the frontline team at the frontline team at the federal savings bank.com we were gonna tell everyone to reach out to the frontline team on their facebook and instagram and we might have even told them to reach the frontline team at 630-534-2900 it sure would have been wonderful if we would have done that huh Ben? But I guarantee Josh is out there closing right now. Oh, this guy does not. He's having not coffee. Close. You know why he's having coffee, Corey? <laughs> why is he having Because coffee? coffee's for closers. Coffee is for closers. Okay. I guarantee you somebody's calling him right now. He can't pick up the phone because they're having an issue. And you know what? Josh is there. Nine o'clock at night. Nine the only reason he's night. not picking up the phone is because he's closing. He's closing. It's mm-hmm. the only reason for him not to pick up the phone. This 
Voicemail is brought to you by the Frontline Team. <laughs> At thefederalsavingsbank.com. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's the training officer. He's like, uh, you know, he comes in, and they had, like, this roll call every night where you did, like, uh, you, you stood on the bay floor, and they were teaching you discipline. Do your you, do you check your pack and do all your shit. Yeah. And then... Um, and having no background in it before. No, like no, absolutely just like not. Just sucking it in. Yeah, sucking it in. I'm going. like, this is great. I'm actually on a fire department. I'm actually going to get a break here, you know? Yeah. And then he was like, for those of you that are interested, we will sponsor you to go through our academy. And everything was ours, you know, mine. It's like, right. no. This, this is after you went to Oakland? No, this is before. Before, okay. Yeah, so this is how I get This is the first department you ever got on, right? right? This is this yeah. is it. I mean, I'm coming from Chicago. It's like I have no... I mean, clue how things work. Yeah, none. And you have no frame of reference if this is a good training. Nothing. If this is a good department. Nothing. So nothing. Everything is new to you. Nothing. Everything is brand new. It's just like it's Greek to me. I have yeah. no idea. How old are you? I'm thir- I'm 53. I'm sorry. I was sorry to say 33. 53. No, I mean uh, back then. Uh, how old was I at that time? 26 when I when I got. Okay. I'm sorry. 23. And I was born in 70. I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this feels like the Corey story. Because, like, I, same thing. Like, I was, I, I won't, I definitely wasn't 19 when I got no, on these guys to now, a fire department. But, yeah. like, I mean, I was definitely old enough to, like, I had some type of, same with you, Vince. I mean, you didn't, you, we had lived some, some semblance of a life before we became firemen or even got introduced to fire service. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, 26, yeah. they were probably, you're probably right next to kids that were like 19 years old from Evergreen Park or like not ever. It was only a, an academy for hometown people. Oh, really? Yeah. You had to live in the town and oh. you, yeah, which yeah. I, <laughs> hopefully they don't put me in jail. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I live in hometown. The old, sure. The old, yeah. The old fire academy jail. I had some, yeah, I had some, some people that. I guess maybe noticed that there was a passion in my voice talking about it. And I said, look, I want to be a fireman. I can't catch a break. I need to go through this EMT shit. I don't yeah. know. What do I do? And this one old guy who used to come into the dealership that I was wrenching at at the time said, you want to be a fireman? I'll hook you up with the fire chief in uh, in hometown where I live. Okay. I'm going to get you on, and they're going to take care of you. That was your first break. That was my break. <laughs> and I never looked back. From yeah. that moment on, it was just boom, 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 boom. Things moved very quickly. What what got you in hometown? Like what? Uh, I just somebody said, call. Yeah. Talking to people, uh, I worked at a dealership, a Nissan dealership, right around the block, and I would hear this siren go off. Well, it was them getting toned out for a run. Yeah. Waking them up or calling them from home to come respond to the firehouse. That's that's how far back we're going now. Yeah. You know, so. These these people that come in the firehouses, no, I'm getting no. This is this bull, dude. Right. You have no clue. You're just excited. You to be there. fucking yeah. yeah. I mean, just excited to be there. Uh, eat, drink, sleep, shit. Fire department training, and then just going through and being mentored by Johnny Hojack and uh, and, uh, and Tommy Shervino was just. It was it was fucking just flattering, man. Those guys just yeah. they were. They were truly, truly just hardcore dudes, yeah. you know, and they got the respect, Be you know, so that's why I learned very quickly from those guys. It doesn't matter if you're from a big city or a small department. It's what you put into the job and how good you are. A load's a load. Let's face it. Right. right? We know this. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've seen them. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah. But 
I, I just told myself from that moment on, you know, I'm going to be the guy to step up. I'm going to be the guy to do this. And they always taught me just don't fucking brag about what you do. Be humble. Yeah. Be humble. And even if you have success more than the next guy, which it happened, I lost some good friends, a friend that died of cancer who had the lifelong, he grew up in the in Chicago like I did, did not make it. He wound up full-time in Addison, which was a great job. Yeah. You know, what are you bitching about? You're right. making, you know, firefighter paramedic, 130000 I wanted to be in Chicago, you know. Sounds that is. Yeah. It was, and even at the time when this oh, is going Vince, back. I like, should have went to Addison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do yeah. I have to work by poor I mean, people, think man? Of some of these, Vince, I mean, you see some of the salaries that these guys are making in yeah. the summer. Look at Aurora. They're just through the roof. These guys are making good money. There's nothing to complain about, guys. Right. But right. yet, every day at the breakfast table. There's complaining. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so. So, uh, so home, how, or, or hometown, how, um, how long did you spend over there? A few years. Few years. And then the, the gig was up, car. <laughs> <laughs> they caught me. Oh. <laughs> the pencil neck geek. Did he? Oh, uh, this is where I learned, you know, Cord, all seriousness, this is where I learned just how cutthroat and backstabbing the fire service can get Oof. this guy who I thought was on, on the know behind yeah. the scenes didn't know. And when he found out, he decides that he wants to launch an investigation. Oh. Yeah. And so I call my guy and, and what like, were you were a part-time guy there. Uh, yeah. Paid on call. And you were supposed to be living in home. You're supposed to be hometown. Yeah. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be living in hometown. And I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they're listening, I'm sorry, but thank you. Hey, he tried. <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry, but I tried. You. You, can't, you can't blame I the tried. guy for trying. Right. I had a kid. I was working a full-time job. I was sleeping at the firehouse for free just trying to get my quota. Really? Be- oh, God. I, I I mean, the sacrifices I made, you know, just back in those days, but I would never what give it up. were you working full-time? I was uh, auto mechanic. Wrenching? Yeah, I was wrenching. Oh, yeah, okay. I was turning a wrench. And, uh, you know, it just... It, it it progressed from there, and then I became a medic. I've been a medic now, fuck, for not 25 years now. Shit. Dad you know? Because yeah. Kevin Sears, our buddy at Genesis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Genesis. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Our guy. Yeah. Our guy. Hope he's listening. He's the fucking guy he's that's. Not. Yeah. He's the fucking guy that told me, oh, go be a paramedic. You got to be a paramedic. <laughs> it's great on this side. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be a paramedic. I go, for what? You know? Kevin Sears told you that. Oh, God, I remember him when, and he's going to kill me for talking about this shit if he's listening, because they're going to see my name, and they're going to be like, oh, I got to listen to this one. Dude, real talk. Yeah. How big are these hands? <laughs> How big? Are, they're big, right? They're big. Dude, I, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't jump out to me. Vince, we spent a whole goddamn day. It was like a 14-hour day of me and Vince just hanging out, fucking bullshitting around with a camera, and these guys dropped this fucking bomb on me about his giant hands. And I, because I, you know how I love to sear in the fucking guys when they're sensitive about shit. Oh, dude. I, like, fucking no idea. They let fucking, me tell them. Let me tell you something about old Kevy. Uh, I, I, wait, before you, you do, tell. this segment of Chicago's Brave stories brought to you by genesis rescue systems continue by genesis rescue systems <laughs> so uh, kevin I, I i met kevin in hometown oh when, really when okay. he was in high school oh, it was crazy and you're just a salty dog at oh this point, god right? i remember him just he was 
he was just a lovable, likable little beach boy with the blonde hair and just, you <laughs> Dude, know. he's still like that. He, oh, God, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he he was just, you know, um, he was he was living in Tinley, but he was a huge Orland Park Fire Department fan at the time. And uh, it was, you know, I quickly had to convert him. Nothing against Orland. I love those guys, too. I know a lot of guys there, but I was like, you know, maybe you should start listening to Maine and Inglewood a little bit more and start listening to some real firemen, you know? And he's like, what the fuck? What is oh, they don't like that. <laughs> the boys don't like that. <laughs> oh, they didn't like that, right? They don't like that stuff. So... Uh, so what was the end game? So you're you're working full time as a mechanic. You're working um, part time at a hometown, and um, are you thinking eventually that um, that you're gonna like you're like testing around at the time, or what do you what's your play? Right. So with the there you go. Is it recording? Yeah. Oh, so with a kid and a mortgage and a house. You had a kid back. Then? Oh God, yeah. My son, my son Billy was was born in '94, so he. Uh, I'm sorry, '93. What am I saying? '94. And he, yeah. I mean, arguably the best grant that's out there at yeah, this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got me and my first wife. We were uh, high school sweethearts. We got married young, and uh, we had my son Billy, and then my daughter Alyssa. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had responsibilities already. Ninety three, so yeah. you're twenty, yeah, twenty three when you have him. Yeah, twenty three, twenty three okay. years old. We got married when we were twenty two, and then yeah, she got pregnant right away, and then twenty three. Wow. Billy's here, and dude, so you're hustling. From, I'm hustling, man. I'm like burning both ends of the bridge here, trying to catch a break and and do things, and you know, God bless, God bless their mother. I mean, it, it caused my divorce. I, I I I was not around. I just you know a lot of. A lot of sacrifice was put into this job, so like I take it very, uh, very seriously when I yet. hear when I hear the bitching, you know, about know. you know. But uh, that she, was my choice. Yeah, you know, God bless her. She moved on with her life. She found a husband, and she's happy now. You know, probably. And then, I mean, uh, arguably, probably a much better guy. <laughs> I would say, right? and we could say that way better guy. Right? He he was from Tinley Park, and yeah, oh, so he wasn't nuts. Tinley Park. Tinley Park, beautiful this time of year. I don't know if you guys. Know. <laughs> uh, dude, so you're okay. So you're. I mean, you're ripping, and and so are you. Just at, during this time, are you are you testing at a lot of places or you just look at the city like, i'm what focusing no I, i'm anywhere huh i need to get a job yeah i can't turn a wrench no more this is driving what me were nuts you making at hometown at the time it, it has to be nothing right right oh god vince uh I, I don't quote me on this but it was per call and it was like you were you got paid per call per call ten dollars i think it was per call jesus and you got paid every six months i wish i could get that in the city <laughs> You know, we, that, yeah. that should be yeah. our incentive in yeah. the city. God, right. I'd make so much money. You'd make a lot of money God, back in dang. the day. Yeah. Dude, right, so Vince? did, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to like upset you guys. Have you heard what like a, a contract to paramedic is making these days? No, I don't know. Oh, I just had this conversation. Did you? I don't even 60, know. 70,000? 70,000. 70,000. Well, they're, they're losing contracts at a fucking amazing rate. They're running out Staffing. of paramedics. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine that. They have to incentivize that job. Yeah, Vince. Yeah. Not only have they done that with contract paramedics, but now they've got this full time, part time thing. I saw a few fire departments, and I don't know. I was bored one night on the internet, fucking around, and come work uh, eight shifts a month, twenty four hours. We'll give you health insurance. We'll put you in a four hundred one, but no overtime. But you are on a dedicated shift, and sixty thousand is the pay. 
because they can't go over to two twelve and sure, sure, you yeah. know, in, in a month. So that's but you get health insurance. You get health insurance. So it, it's worth it, right? Why would you want to go to a contract if you got health insurance? Yeah. You know, yeah. I never got into that shit, bashing and all that shit. You know, yeah. so I know there's wars with that with unions and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm but not, you can't. You, my thing is, don't blame the guy who's looking to work. Right. Correct. You know that, the it, system. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because I've done it, and some of the best firemen that I know have done it. You know, and just like you, you had to find a place before you could start your career. You know, everybody's got a stepping stone. I, I like the way he asked that question, right? Because it is a stepping stone, and yeah. I got lucky. How many people started out on a contract, right? Yeah, and got beat for yeah. thirty thousand a year. Yeah, I with mean, you're looking at two guys right here. Yeah, dude. So like, that's why. That's why. Like, when you talk about Gage Park, like that's how. That's how I. Me personally, I, I nobody gives a fuck. I, I don't even know why I'm telling this, but like that's how I grew up. I was always in the city. I was I was up at like Jefferson Park, but like. When I became a paramedic out of Malcolm, the first job I got was was in Melrose when I met you, yeah. and and I'm like, how bad is the suburbs? Like I live I live in Jeff's Park. It's not bad. Like, yeah. How bad can Melrose Park be? And and coming off of the city doing the Malcolm program, I was like, dude, I was doing fucking I was doing a two three gunshots a night sometimes on, on oh Amos god fifty two yeah. absolutely and like and then I show up in Melrose Park. I was like, how's this? And I'm like. Oh, oh! There's still gunshots over here. Like it's, it's way worse in Jefferson Park. Yeah, like, right. Absolutely. And and so like again, that's where I kind of like figured out that the you know again the the burbs can be pretty fucking rough spots. I, I never understood that shit with uh, you know union guys in the suburbs and fighting. Right. And I get it, I guess to an extent, but just to treat a guy like a complete piece of shit for for him being on a contract, I just. I mean, we've we've got a profession that's built on guys, big man, and other guys. Like our whole profession, right? Is that. Like Absolutely, you got a captain, big man, and a lieutenant. You got, yeah. I mean, whoever right. you got, old balls, big man, right? Um, so, so, um, while you're going through all this, like you had tested a whole bunch of different places. You were saying, you know or? what? I wasn't a medic yet, so I was taking tests like Harvey. Okay, I took where Markham's it was like an EMT. Te- yeah, where they were yeah. just EMT firefighter too, because I had all that, and yeah. then I got a. a I was a certificate sniffer back then. I would go to any class, anywhere, anytime, you know, and just um, I, I had to get that paramedic. And I, I went through the mighty Ingle system. Ding, ding. Yeah. Kevin, you remember those days, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin was on, on the on the day end of it. And then, of course, there'd be a, a phone call like, hey, uh, yeah, you might want to review this, this, and this because they're giving a quiz later, you know. And uh, Oh, was there a night shift There was a day and a shift? night. Right. No I worked kidding. full time. He, yeah. I mean, he was a young kid. Yeah. He had gotten his degree from Moraine right away in fire science, and then he went on to. Fucking nerd. Oh, dude. He, <laughs> you know. I, I've got a master's in fire yeah, science. Oh, fucking pencil neck dork. Yeah. Another fucking geek with his degrees. Stick him up your ass. But, uh. yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, it was great because in the early, early years, Kevin was just like my right-hand man, you know. We were together for a long time, and then Jimmy Jensen came along, you know. Jenico, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, there's another. There's another mm-hmm. one. Jenico roofing for all of your roofing needs. But until he pays us, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to be doing Hear that? <laughs> they need money, Jimmy. Yeah, Toss a couple bucks, man. We'll do We'll do a lot of things no, for a couple. Uh, you know that Jenico has a soft spot in our heart because he 
helped us out in the very beginning when we didn't have anything. Yeah, and dude. we wouldn't have what we have now if it weren't for guys like, you know, Jimmy and Kevin and those guys. So we, we really owe those guys a, a debt of gratitude. So Yeah. Which which still Thank we, you, Jenico. Thank you, Jenico. Thank we, you, Jenico. We still dude, okay, so you're going through angles and um yeah, what's I dude, I remember when I was when I was younger. That, wasn't that like a six month program or something well, like that? Welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. On the line, we have Khalil, who got some rehab at Sports and Ortho. We're here with Dahlia, owner of Sports and Ortho. So, Khalil, what was injured? I herniated a disc in my lower back. Uh, I actually talked to Dahlia on the phone first, and she went, you know, she assessed what was going on, and uh, I went in and, um, you know, got treatment, and it was a very, very good experience. She set me up with one of the uh, the, the physical therapist and they did a they did an assessment when I went over there. Um, they had me tell them tell them exactly what happened and how I hurt my back and yeah. So they, they formulated a plan for me and you know it was really good. They're very detailed and they're they know exactly what they're doing over there. Would you recommend Sports and Ortho for anybody who has injured themselves? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the one the good thing I like about them is they're very familiar with people on the job with injuries that are similar to mine. So I, I like that they could actually like relate and actually, you know, I could I could have you know my injury treated the same way. And you're doing well right now. You're doing good. You're back to work. You're feeling great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back to work. Um, I've been I've been pain free for like the past couple of months now. Um, just, you know, I'm still doing the stretches at home and and uh, you know I just I just keep on doing what they told me to do and hopefully I don't injure my back again. Yeah, I hope you don't injure your back again, too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, yeah, I, yeah. we'll let you go. I know you have to work tomorrow, so be safe. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, all right. Have a good night. Thank you. Don't forget sportsandortho.net. Find your location. Thank you, Dahlia. Thank you, Vince. Paramedic school in general, I don't, I don't care if you went through... Um, Loyola, if you went to anywhere, it was six months. Christ, Christ, City College, back City then, College, right? yeah. I mean, six Old months, Malcolm, yeah. And 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 it was because it was so shoved down your throat. Get it done. Your ride time, your 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 ER clinical rotations, everything had to be done. And you were know, you able to ride with hometown or no? no I went and rode in Kell City. Oh, okay, Calumet City, another Dude. great. Yeah. yeah, that was that was uh. I got lucky with that. There was actually a guy who we got into talking, you know, doing the right time. And uh, it turned out like he was like a second or third cousin. Real fucking weird shit, you know, like just oh. something you don't really expect, you know. Like the guy's like, what's your last name? He's like, you know, Art Grainer from Orland. I said, uh, no, but uh, you do. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you're asked if you're asking me, you know, and I get asked that all the time when I go, I still do practicals on Saturdays from Rain Valley once in a while and uh, oh, yeah. firefighter practicals. And uh, they're like, granted. Oh, so you knew chief art granted. No, no, <laughs> sorry. Wrong. <laughs> I got to tell you, arguably Vince, one of the, I'll put it in at least the top three of guys names. That we've had on this podcast. Oh, Billy you get Graham. 
when you get a name like Granite, it's hard to top <laughs> a name like Granite. I would change the spelling to the actual, like, rock. Well, yeah, but you he's know? a grease ball. It's like, well, we, Billy, we talked about it. It wasn't like, was, was your grandpa, like, Granatelli or something <laughs> when you were going? What, what was it when you, like, your Yeah, friend? I always said Granatelli. When they, went to, oh, when they, yeah, when they got to the yeah. island. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, I mean those guys, yeah, Jimmy and Kevin were just very influential. And I think it was so weird how it worked up, worked out. The three of us wound up, um, yeah, I'm testing, um, testing and testing. Now, remember guys at that time, uh, mid nineties, you would show up for a test and there'd be 500 guys and they would say, Oh yeah, we're just uh, getting an eligibility list or one guy's going to get hired. And then the chief's kid was sitting in the front row, you know, waiting to get to get <laughs> right. the call, you know. But uh, as 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 fate would have it, uh, me, Jimmy, and Kevin wound up getting hired on a fire department in Kankakee County, Mantino Fire Department. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't think I've ever mortal talked enemies no. of the Bradley Fire Department. Are they? Are they? <laughs> oh, I bet they are. Yeah. Goddamn Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's north of Mason Dixon Line, but. Not far from it. Uh, I, I don't. I can't even begin to tell Dude, you, no gentlemen, kidding. how yeah. I how I wound up there. I still to this day, like you know, let's rewind. But ninety five, I take that test at Chicago Stadium with that stupid fucking machine, and the guys pointing at it with the with the pointer and stuff. There Do was you know thirty about this. I don't even know what you're talking about. 35,000 people at uh, Chicago Stadium. This that was is a ninety five test. Yeah, this is the test. That was so, a controversial test, right? So. Come on, Vince. There it is. We're talking. Come on, Vince. Let's move on from that. They sat you in what was now the United Center, and they had the screens, the jumbotrons, yeah. facing all seating. Yeah. And it was literally this petroleum machine that had different colors and numbers. What a what a what a guy with a white lab coat on and a pointer car pointing. That's how this was. Okay, question number two, and then the guy would be like, "If I shut this valve, what is this gonna do? Go!" And then the screen would start counting down five, four. Really? Oh, it was insane shit. Dude, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Oh, just insane shit. I mean, arguably insane shit. Like insane it shit more. it was an accounting firm that did the fucking was test it, really? it was arthur anderson it was a big name accounting firm that basically after that test went out of business or something I mean, they disappeared it That's, sounds like yeah it. right so how many people are there they tested total at that time from what i've heard is thirty-five thousand. yeah and 89 and above was well qualified and 89 and or 88 oh. below which i fucking wound up getting car was an 88 yeah i was qualified yeah. And it was just how I, I was, you know, I took the test and it was like, I forgot about it. Yeah. Fuck. I'm never getting hired here. This yeah. is a joke. Yeah. I'm going to go be a medic. I'll try to come back here maybe and become a medic as a single role in the city and cross over, see where you it know, goes, yeah. see where it goes. Right. Dude, that's, that's, that's what my thinking was too. Like, at least as a paramedic, I was like, dude, like if I, at least if I can get a test in with the city, if they call me, I have nothing then I'm good. Like then, then there's something there, but like you, I felt like you could never count on a call from the city. It was just like someday it would present itself and you're like, Oh good. We're here. You know, it, it was just, you know, it's a story in itself on how everything wound up, uh, you know, working, working out, out yeah. with the city 
because I did put in to be a single role paramedic and then it overlapped and it was like a huge thing with personnel and it just, it, it was so, uh, it, long story short, I lost about four years of seniority as a fireman. Really? Yeah, because of what happened. And at the time. Were you in Montino at that time? I was in Montino. No yeah. shit. And, um, did you move the family down there? We did. We did. We moved down there. And I, I really think that was the icing on the cake with my divorce. divorce? Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Because I remember when I came home, uh, we did we did all the testing. Yeah. I got a letter. You're number one on the list. We're hiring four guys. Twenty guys came out to uh, to to work here, and I'm yeah. thinking, okay, great, you know. And then I heard the starting pay, and I was like, twenty four thousand a year. Well, we're going to pay 100% of your health insurance for you and your family. And, uh, yeah, come work for us. And I'm thinking, holy shit. Nailed it. <laughs> Ooh, this yeah. is a big one here, yeah. right? <laughs> you know? No and, kidding. Yeah. yeah. And then. And you're how old at the time? I'm 29. Going okay. into Yeah, I'm going into 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, somehow, I don't even remember what I had to do to get her to. You know, because we're set up shop in the city, yeah. you know. At the time, we're married. We got my son. We're working on another. We wanted to have a big family, but it just it didn't work out that way. But um, yeah. we're living in Scottsdale on 78th and Kilpatrick yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, um, Beautiful. And it just, it was, it was, it, it you know. I, it was I, a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot for her to digest. And, you know, after about two years, she really enjoyed living down there. Montino, and, yeah. What I mean, what does I feel like a jerk even said? Like, I, what does Montino even look like? Is it is it just kind of like a sprawled out town? Or it's it's what you it's Mayberry. It's, oh, it's it? exactly what you picture, my brother. Quiet. Yeah, it's Kankakee yeah. County. It's right there, uh, Piatone, um, oh, uh, Mantino. Then you got Bourbon A. Bradley, and then you've got you know. Um, I guess you could call them a city. Kankakee City is down there, you know. They're, they're the city. When they would tell me, oh, I'm from the city. Oh, you're from Chicago? Where are you from? No, I'm from Kankakee. No, no, no. no dude. No, the one here. No, 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 no. See, let me let me show. See this map right here? Yeah. Well, this. and that's, that's. I mean, what what's really the distinction is, um, and, and city or not, urban or not, like, it's just the population density, I feel like. Because, like, you'll get towns that are the same as, my size is the town that I work for, but they're over 50 miles. And like my town is 25,000 people over two square miles. So like the, the distinction of like, again, like Kankakee is a huge city, but like it's a hundred thousand people over. I mean, I'm just pulling numbers, but it's over. It's sprawled out relative to like, when you get up here, it's like there's, there's fucking there's five thousand people on this block, man. Like, oh God, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories brought to you by Rescue One CBD Oil. Rescue One CBD, zero point zero 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 percent THC, no fillers, no flavors, no chemicals or preservatives, and absolutely no failed drug tests. They're so confident that you won't fail your drug test that they'll include a little drug testing kit with your order. Uh, you can order the topical roll-on, the uh, little drop, the droppers that go underneath your tongue. 
That's what I use to go to sleep. So uh, rescue1cbd.com, enter the promo code BRAVEST and receive 25% off your order. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, Rescue One has been awesome to us. They, uh, they love whenever we, we do a commercial for them because we know our guys in the Chicagoland area need and want this stuff. Um, and I mean, giving out a drug test. But then if, if the whiskey companies that I subscribe to <laughs> gave, out, gave out attorney's fees, I'd be it, same, same. You know what same I mean? Same as a whiskey company handing out uh, breathalyzers. There you go. Yeah. It's not a bad move. Quick hit on the way out. Yeah, for all you whiskey uh, companies out there, hit us up. <laughs> right, we're we're still we're but still hiring. To, but, yeah. but back to CBD. But CBD is good too. Um, make sure to take a look at the CBD oil. Um, and again, like Vince said, they got the roll on. They've got the drops, and um, and again, a hundred percent safe for the job. Well, Billy, let's get back to yeah. your fire service here. Yeah. Um, now. When you get, you finally get on the city, they finally call you and you've been through, you know, it, admittedly a very physical and difficult academy. And then you go to Chicago and you were, you were overprepared for this academy oh, by the God. time you got there. Right. So you're w- way ahead of the curve. Vince, it was, you know, some of the instructors that were down there at the time were just like, where are you from? And then <laughs> I, I, I always play dumb, you know? But when I told them that I, you know, okay, you really want to know, I went through Oakland Fire Academy. And another story, not to get off the topic here, but another, they would always at the academy ask you at the end, what do you think? You know, how are we doing down here? You know, and uh, not not to talk. Vince too, doesn't ask that. Yeah. Well, not to talk <laughs> too much about that because it, it came back and it haunted a very close friend of mine. He's, he's, he's in the grave now, God rest his soul. But he crossed over. And he actually uh, went through Frankfurt's Fire Academy okay. at the time. And he was honest with the then director of that training academy. And I, I don't know what happened. One minute I see him on a company, and the next minute he's a PIC back on an ambulance about a year later. And um, I says, you know, what happened? He says, well, this is what happens when you tell him what you think about the academy. Really? Yeah. That's unbelievable. And he says, I signed papers. I can never be a fireman on this job. I'll be a paramedic until the day I retire. I was like, okay, how are you otherwise, man? Everything good? And he was in your class? Uh, He he came on, uh, let me think now, two years before me. He died of a brain tumor. Uh, you guys know the name if I say it. Yeah. I don't want to say it. You know, but you see this guy right here? Yeah. Yeah. See this guy right here? You look at the X-Man right here. <laughs> this guy's the guy holding all the cards. He's he's the I, man I, behind I the man. No <laughs> I have no Billy, cards, Billy. I have no cards. I have never held you know, a card. I got bingo cards. That's what. I <laughs> um, dude. Okay, so right, you're, it's nothing bad, but just. Yeah. But you were you were dialed in, like you. Were, I was fucking dialed in. They they, they prepared you. Oh properly God! For this I, I inside, I'm laughing, and I'm volunteering to do up and overs because I've always was the guy that. Even growing up in the Gage Park days again, just I stuck up for the guys that got picked on and beat up. I got my ass beat. And then I got beat by my friends who said, what the fuck are you doing sticking up for that fucking right. dork, you know? But I was always the guy that got very emotional when you picked and bullied on. Got early bullying, thing. I didn't like that shit. Yeah. I still don't. Right. And uh, that that's kind of, you know, how things kind of played out with Get that. invested. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so you're going through, and um, and what does what year is that that you're going through the academy? Uh, it was actually 2004. Okay, and uh, it should have worked out 2001, 2000, but it was 2004. Oh, really? Oh, when you God, got back to I lost four years. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of paperwork and clerical stuff and personnel, and some things got mixed up, and it was actually processing as a as a single role where the guy from personnel calls me and says, we got a problem here, young man. And I said, oh, fuck. You guys haven't even started doing the background yet. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, "Um, we've been trying to get a hold of you for about three and a half years as a firefighter candidate. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't tell me this, right? You know? And he he says, yeah, um, why don't you come down and talk to me? We got a few things to talk about. And then. I don't really want to get into that too much. Sure, but yeah, yeah. We, 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 there was. Dude, that's wild though. Yeah. Okay, so you were initially. Yeah, you had to. As a medic yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. yeah, I was getting processed to be hired as a single role medic, and, and then they, and then they came across your application for. Fire they fire. came some. You know what, Vince? God bless his soul too, because I think he's not around anymore. But he he retired about a year or two afterwards because he was a dinosaur even at that time. <laughs> um, he did some. He did his job. Yeah. yeah. And he looked in my file, and he found. The fucking letters that they were sending to me, because everything was U.S. mail. There yeah, was yeah. no text or emailing. Right, yeah. yeah. We're You're sending. check the email history. This is yeah. the address we're sending it to, 7845 South Kilpatrick. This is where you said you lived. And I says, no, I came in here and changed the card. But there's no cell phone to take a picture of it. There's no stamp, yeah, you yeah. know. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. And. I'm crying because I'm thinking they're not going to hire me. This is my shot. Yeah. This is my one shot. And he's just like, sit down, relax. I'm going to have you fill out some forms. What you're going to do here now is you're just going to attest to some things. Sure. And I signed all the forms he wanted to. And he says, you'll be in the next fireman, firefighter academy. And that was it. Rest well, I mean, it, it sucks that you lost that, but it all worked out in the end. Vince, it didn't work out. <laughs> Oh, Guys, man. it gets worse. Core. <laughs> if you look at and and I'm 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 kind of a statistical geek with the some of the shit. That's the investigator. But yeah. excuse me. Um, you got guys that came out between 2000 and 2004. They're either senior captains or junior chiefs now, and it was just the way it played out. Because sure. the 1980 guys in 2010, guys that were phasing out, guys they had 30 years, yeah. man. These guys knew that if they broke the top 200 on that 2009 lieutenant's test, they're golden. Mm. They're all chiefs. They're all captains. They're all guaranteed to be mm. chiefs. They're going to be chiefs, Yeah, Vince. They're going to be chiefs with 20-plus years on, 22 years, 23 years. Yeah. And a battalion chief back, you know, pre-'90s, you probably had to have close to 30 years to make chief if you were that young enough to make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – hard times but uh it was very uh i learned a lot from it you know would you rather be a battalion chief right now or be where you are i'd rather be right where i'm at okay so things did work out it did work out. obviously minus Uh, yeah obviously yeah obviously yeah (laughs) i got very lucky exactly i got very lucky with that and the chief in the unit saw something in me, you know, I don't think he, when our training officer. Well, dude, here, so uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt this, but like you get out of the academy and you're, you're, you're feeling good. You're confident. You're, you're, you were probably, probably did pretty well in the training class, right? Yeah, I did real well. Okay. Um, Did you get any, any preference on like where you were able to land? I did. I did. Yeah. I didn't get any of those awards, but uh, I had a, 
weird. It just <laughs> it's amazing how this stuff works out. <laughs> the lieutenant on Tower 34 broke down in Mantino. The fire chief at that time meets him and says, where are you from? Chicago. Yeah. I'm on the job. He says, I want you to take this guy's name down. Write it down on a piece of paper. He's in the academy now. Please, if you could get him to your company. He's on Tower 34 at the time. Really? Yeah, which is yeah. a very, very, very busy truck down south. And yeah. that's where I was supposed to go. Huh. But having a paramedic license, I was told, you're going to be a paramedic. And you're probably going to an ALS engine. Oh. And at that time, I actually talked to the guy and... We became friends, and he was just like, just get into the 5th District. Just get into the 5th District. You Which want, is down south. Yeah. You okay. want either the 19th Battalion or the 23rd Battalion. Or 22, but just you're never going to get... Those were the busiest battalion. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not going to get 22. So stay... Try to stay in those three if you can. Mm-hmm. So you get... When you're in, in, in the academy, you get to write your wish list, you know? And somebody must have saw my wish list and said, yeah, we're going to send them to the 19th Battalion. They sent me to an, an, an ALS engine, 88, and I was tripled up. I was there with two other medics that had, God, I think Mike had close to 29, 30 years at the time, senior man. And the other medic had over 20 years. And uh, they're both long gone now. But long oh, story short. If, you were go- if anybody was going anywhere, it was you. I volunteered. Oh, and again, going back to my Oakland things, don't be a load. Step up. Yeah. I told Mike and I told the other guy, Myron, I said, look, you guys have been here. I'm on the road. And then the captain at the time, who I thought was a stand-up guy, and, you know, the true colors come out in time, you know. But he says, I'm going to get you. I'm re- I, I, I'm going to talk to the chief. Uh, I'm going to try and get you over to 116 and sit there on your details, you know. And they did, man. They took care of me. I sat there for about a year on and off, and then – the uh, paramedic gal that was there, um, she got pregnant, so she had to lay up for about a year. So I sat there for an entire year, oh, wow. and I met some great people over there. That's, well, what was it like walking for the first time, walking in the firehouse over there? Ooh, eerie. Yeah, was it? I just couldn't. Where's the station located? Uh, the, at the time, it was on uh, St. Louis and uh, 60th, 6000 South, and then it moved Ugh. over. Yeah, well, it actually, West Lawn when I was growing up, was was a very nice neighborhood. But oh, really? it changed, you know, it changed sure. over time. But uh, they moved them onto 59th Street right off of Lawndale. And okay. uh, they bought, they built, they were one of the, like, model brand-new firehouses that oh, you dude, see now. Oh, dude, is that the drive through firehouse? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. So uh, I had a good time there. They took care of me and, um, you know. What was uh, what was the culture there? Like, it was just walking. I mean, you felt. At that time, the ALS so. program was new. Um, the ALS engines, there wasn't a lot of them. So 88, they used to call it ambulance 88. They were doing about 20, they were doing between 20 and 25 runs a day. Mostly EMS. EMS. And, uh, they were Ellie garage capital. They got a lot of garages and autos cause of the gang banging, you know, and, um, where would the station consist of just an engine? Oh, single engine, single house. engine house. Oh, yeah. Wow. And a field chief, um, field. Yeah. Field officer. Yeah. So, um, uh, we had a great time, and uh, that was the old 19th Battalion where it was 88, 123, 116, and uh, I can't think of the other engine right now. I'm drawing a blank, but, um, yeah, there's it, it was a great battalion. It was it was a great group of guys, you know. At times there was drama, but it was it was fun, you know. Always, Just, yeah. yeah, there's always that. Was there, um, did, do you remember your first fire going to or down there? 
I do. It, do you? I do. Hmm? But I don't count it as a, uh, it was a garage. It was a garage. It was two garages, but then it got the house. And I remember uh, I was on the pipe. No, you, you got your first fire has a detail guy. No, I was assigned. Oh, that. Yeah, that, I was on the rig that day because I think one of them's on furlough. One of okay. them, was, and then they would bring me home, you know, furlough daily, come mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and just coincidentally that day we catch, we would always catch at least one or two garages in the summer, you know. It was almost automatic. But this time they got two garages going, and then the house was, it was, it was in the house, you know. Mm. So then, um, you know, like, Going back to the old days, like we'd lead out a two and a half on an alley garage, you know, or a, a garage, you know, oh, in, yeah? in the suburbs. Yeah, I mean that was that just that was your standard procedure. Well, no, and in, in, in the city it was like inch and three quarter. I'm yeah. getting yelled at. I'm going for the two and a half, and the captain's like, "Get the oh, f- I, I thought get that fucking <laughs> you put that down." And you, I'm grabbing the shoe, ready to go sure. with two and a half. He's like, "Get the fucking cross lay." Now <laughs> these two garages are rolling. I'm like pissing on this thing, dude. Yeah, so like. Vince hates me for derailing stories, but like, I know me and you've talked about like the, um, about like arguably like we have in the fire service, like, oh, like you're only going to use an inch and a half or inch and three quarter on a garage, or you're only going to use a two and a half if you're going to high rise. But like, dude, I mean, arguably the fire load in a fucking garage. Oh God. It's got to be fucking incredible. Listen, I'm over there. Right. There were people living in these things, man. Yeah. There were mattresses. There was, I mean, you didn't know if you were going to find a dead family in those things. I mean, that's, you know, and it was all the time. And it was gangbangers that would just, you know, canvas DLEs. You know, they would set the wrong garage or wrong car. And, you know, they would just destroy property. Victim of circumstance. Victim of circumstance, man, you know. And and again, like, I mean, I I get it. Like, like in the fire service, like two two and a half for a garage. But, like, I mean, it's not... but it sounds crazy. These but guys it's not are going to garage things. fires all the time. Right. And prior to Billy getting there, this is how you put out garage fires. They, yeah. they didn't really care about what was inside because you don't want to pull the two and a half. You just want to oh, grab Vince. the crosslay, right? He knows, right? You know, Vince. And then after that, Do you guys have two and a half as crosslays. Well, you got the ever? shoes. No. You got shoes. You sure. know. Um, but what what he's referring to is this is the way it's done. And right. that's the way you're going to do it. And I remember I got back to the firehouse, and he let everyone wash up. And he was a real ignorant prick, too. Long story <laughs> short, he sets me down at the table, and everyone's drinking coffee. And he's like, the next time you fucking pull that two and a half, I'm going to make you pull that thing on and off the rig for eight hours straight. And I'm going to make you bet it by yourself. This is not the fucking suburbs. We use an inch and three quarter on everything unless I tell you otherwise. Do you understand that? You're not here to think, I think. And I just looking at this guy, and it's like, these. This is the guy that Johnny and and Tommy Shavino told me to look out for. Mm. And this guy's a captain, you know, eighty guy, you know. But I, mean, I don't want to get too personal with it. But yeah, just just a complete prick, you yeah. know. And that was and that was your first fire, huh? <laughs> right. And you went right for the two and a half. <laughs> yeah, I went for the two and a half because that's what I did for sure. Mantino days and all the you know big yeah, fire. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. got two garages rolling. Where we got a house exposure. We're talking tactics and strategy. Let's put water on this thing. Yeah. Let's knock it down, Arguably and then we could big fire, big right. water, right? And you know we've got the spin down nozzle. We've got an inch and three quarter, hundred feet. Okay. I could spin it down and spin it back on quickly because mm-hmm. I was proficient. I was I was good with that stuff. And no, 
I want an inch and three quarter out of that tray. And it's just like, you're retarded, dude. You really are. <laughs> this is somebody that didn't just, you know. And this gets back to, oh, we've gone to hundreds of fires and we've done this. And, you know, you're not going to change this, you know. And and I get it. So what, What's Steve's favorite uh, phrase, Vince? Um, hundred years of. Uh, yeah, hundred years of. Uh, of of uh, progress and only hindered by tr- by a hundred years of uh, tradition, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Um, Vince, is that a uh, break time or are we? Yeah, it's break time. Uh, yeah, it's break time. Break okay. time. All right. Hey, hey, break time, guys. <laughs> so. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's bravest stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.